You're now listening to Life is Christian Podcast, and I am your host, Charlotte Rutherford. Life is Christian is a safe space for believers and followers of Christ to share their experiences. Here on this podcast, we will be discussing our own personal struggles with walking in faith. We will also be sharing with you some practical tips on how to overcome these challenges. Let's get into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life is Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte, and I'm super excited about this episode. On today's episode, I have a very special guest. Her name is Teresa Omert. She is a life and wellness and boundaries coach. Teresa helps women set healthy boundaries and prioritize their well-being so that they can show up in life with joy and purpose. After spending years of putting others' needs before her own on a constant basis, she ended up burnt out and in a health crisis. At this time, she realized that her quality of health depending on her prioritizing her well-being and allowing others to take responsibility for their lives. She loves seeing others set free and moving forward in their God-given destiny. Teresa has two adult children, lives east of Toronto, and is enjoying her life to the fullest. Teresa, thank you so much for being a part of the show, and thank you so much for coming on to share your experience with us and helping us as listeners begin to set healthy boundaries. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. So my first question to you is, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and what led to your calling of you becoming a boundaries coach? Sure, I'd be glad to. I, uh, I come out of addiction recovery. Uh, 30 years ago, I was an alcoholic and an addict. And a lot of that involved lack of boundaries. Uh, usually when we're living that lifestyle, we don't have any boundaries and we don't know what healthy is. So once I came into addiction recovery, people started talking about how to relate to other people and uh, talking about setting boundaries. And I thought, what's boundaries? What does that even mean? And it actually took me years to work through and years of trial and error to come to the place where I am today. It certainly was a process and it wasn't like um, have boundaries in five steps kind of thing. It was a lifelong process. And I basically, I couldn't say no to people. I had a hard time saying no to people. When I said no, I felt guilty. And I used to look at people around me that didn't have a problem saying no, that were carrying on with their lives and enjoying their lives to the fullest. And uh, I thought, how come they can say no and I can't? So that started my whole journey towards learning about healthy boundaries. And I also had to learn boundaries with myself. I had to learn how to take care of myself, how to get enough sleep, get enough water. And I reached a point, as you mentioned, where I burnt out and I had not one, but several health crises. Uh, But the last one is what really was the turning point for me. When my family doctor talked to me about um, my lifestyle and my eating and my health in general, and um, he just said, I'm concerned that you're headed into heart attack territory. He cited my age, my stress level, my family history, my weight, unfortunately, nobody wants to hear about that. But uh, he basically read me the riot act. And he said, you know, if anything happens to you, your kids are going to be orphans. And I was like, whoa, like, that's what really hit me. 
And that's what really pierced my heart because I was a single parent uh, and there's no other party in the picture. And I realized my kids are depending on me and me alone and I need to be there for them. So it really shook me up and it really scared me into changing the way that I was living. And that involves saying no to a lot of people and a lot of things in my life. And that sounds, I realize that sounds very negative, saying no to people and things, but saying no can mean saying yes to something more healthy. So saying, saying no to the deep fried food and all that stuff that I love means saying yes to something that's much healthier and much better for me and something that will give me energy. So I had to learn that no is not necessarily a bad thing. And saying no to some things, it enables us to say yes to other things. Wow, I love that. Saying no to some things means that you can say yes to other things. Mm -hmm. It's like saying yes to life and you chose to say yes to life. I love that. You had so many great points in what you just said just now. Some of it I do want to go back and talk to you a bit more about. For example, you spoke about healthy boundaries. So what are healthy boundaries? Like, what does that look like in a Christian? Like, how do we as Christians begin to say no? How it looks to me is uh, we need to see how saying yes to a lot of things is affecting us. In my case, it affected my physical health. It affected my mental health. And it even affected my spiritual health because I was so busy running around serving other people that I wasn't taking time for God and uh, prayer and reading my Bible. So it even affected me on a spiritual level. And when we don't take time for God, uh, we don't know him as well, obviously. So it affected all these areas of my life. And I realized when I was burnt out that something needed to change. And that's when I realized if somebody asked me to serve or volunteer in some way, I always said yes. So people often asked me because they knew that I would say yes. And I would not pray about it first. I automatically, I would say yes, yes, yes to everything. And I remember my friend getting me a sign once that said, stop me before I volunteer again. And it was funny, I laughed, but it really was true because I volunteered for everything. And um, I think we need to practice discernment and we need to ask God first before we say yes to something. And I've learned that I don't have to give an answer right away. I can say, let me think about it or let me pray about it. I don't have to give an instant answer. And I realized as well that there are certain things we can ask ourselves before agreeing to do something. We can ask ourselves, um, do I have the mental resources to do this right now? Uh, am I tired? Will I have a chance to have a nap before I do this, whatever this may be? Uh, or will I be tired afterwards? Um, what do I need to change around to accommodate me doing this? Um, how am I feeling right now? Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Because these things can all affect our decision-making and affect how we relate to other people. So I really had to seek God, and I also had to look at myself and have enough self-awareness 
to know whether I could serve in this capacity or volunteer for this event or whatever it was that was being asked of me. Wow. I love everything you just said, because really I'm listening to you speak and I'm thinking of that scripture in Ecclesiastes 412, where the Bible talks about a threefold cord, not easily being broken. Yes. We are that threefold cord. And when we don't begin to set these healthy boundaries and say no, you mentioned, you know, your relationship with God suffers, right? Your physical health suffers, your mental health suffers. And that's really us being that threefold cord. So I loved everything that you just said. And like, I honestly, I need to begin to take some of these things that you are saying, because this is a conversation that I have with my friends all the time. When we just say, when I particularly like to volunteer for things or volunteer myself for things or just say yes without even mm-hmm. thinking about me having the capacity to do these things. And so I love everything that you just said about that. When you started out the conversation, you mentioned that this was a journey. And I love the fact that you said that this was a journey. It wasn't a five-step process because I feel like oftentimes we expect for some reason we live sort of in a microwave society and we expect change overnight we expect to you know say no or finding saying no being easy and i love that you said it was a journey it was a process because it just goes to remind us that not because you gave a quick yes you know in one instant means that there won't be other opportunities to say no, to stop and pray about it. Or if you feel like maybe the boundaries that you set, they weren't good enough, there will still be other opportunities to, mm-hmm. you know, expand and say no and create firmer boundaries. Yes. So I love that you said that it's a journey. So what are some of the reasons that you think people struggle with creating healthy boundaries? I don't think it's talked about very much in this world. I mean, unless you're actually looking for that information or you're on the boundaries algorithm, you don't see it in headlines. You don't see it in the media. You just don't see it. And when I was growing up, my parents were too focused on survival um, to talk about boundaries. Like we didn't talk about that stuff. And I'm not sure how many people do. Maybe it's more now. Um, now that talk about boundaries is more out there. But I think in a lot of cases, people just don't know. And uh, I think if you're, if your parents are struggling with boundaries, they're not going to be able to teach you about boundaries. So I think that's a big part of it. And then too, I think as women, uh, we're socialized in a certain way to always be giving and always put others first. And, uh, There's nothing wrong with being self-sacrificing or dying to self because that's what Christ calls us to. But there reaches a point where you need to look after yourself. And I think think as women, hmm, how do I say this? I don't want to turn this into a big gender thing. Um, But let's face it, we're often put into situations where we need to set boundaries like sexual harassment, for example or some kind of harassment at work. So I think it's really important that we teach our kids, uh, especially our daughters about healthy boundaries. 
And uh, I know for me personally, I had trouble setting boundaries because in my case, I struggled with a lot of shame. And uh, that's something that's a journey that God has taken me on over the years, uh, healing me of my shame. But I struggled with a lot of shame, low self-esteem. I felt I didn't deserve respect. I didn't uh, feel that I should ask for respect. And uh, for me, that was that was the root of my particular issue with boundaries. I know for other, that may not be for everybody. Uh, I think a lot of times though, it's just, we don't know. And it's not something we learn at school. So uh, unless we're looking for that information or we have people around us that are modeling healthy boundaries, then I don't think we really, I don't think we really know. Wow. I hope that answers your question. That was a long answer. It actually, it, <laughs> thank you. But you said a lot of good stuff there because you started out with saying that your parents were focused on survival. And I feel like a lot of us, speaking for myself in particular, know that I've been on this path of almost just survival, if you want to call it, mm-hmm. where it's like you are just thrown into like a cycle of just adulting and doing all the things that society says that you're supposed to do to adult without even taking that step back to assess whether or not, you know, we spoke about capacity earlier, whether or not you have the capacity to, to do things or commit to things or even begin to create and set these boundaries. And when we are in that place where we're so focused on survival, it's hard to think or see anything else. Because mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, I need to keep going, <laughs> yes. you know, and yes, exactly. so I, I appreciate that you said that because it's a thing. And even with, you know, you spoke about low self-esteem and shame, like I can see somebody feeling like, you know, they, they want to be accepted or they mm-hmm. want to fit in where they will always be in a place where I feel like I need to say yes because your value comes from saying yes, if that's, I feel like that's what I took from what you said. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is what happened with me. I got a lot of my value from what I could do for others. My next question for you is, how does one begin to create healthy boundaries in personal relationships, whether that may be in friendships with family, especially immediate families, or even romantic relationships? So I would say the first thing is to identify if there is an issue with boundaries and exactly what that issue is. Um, I I don't tell people what to do because everybody's in a different situation or a different cultural context. Um, But I I do do, um, say to people, identify what the boundary is. What exactly is this person doing or not doing that is impacting you and how is it impacting you? And um, the best way is to talk to the person, but I always say pray first. Before you say anything, pray first. And um, also it's important to understand that the person may not accept your boundary. I know that when I have uh, set boundaries with people in the past, people close to me, uh, they have not accepted it right away. Uh, they got angry and they uh, started yelling. And uh, thankfully, I was in a place with God where I could just say, "Okay, if that's how they're if that's how they're reacting, that's how they're reacting." But God loves me, 
and I'm okay. It's going to be okay. And with these people, I had to repeat myself over and over again. And finally they got it. And, uh, Things are, things are great between us now. Things are healthy between us. There's mutual respect there. But um, I would say pray about it and also prepare yourself. Uh, what would you like to have happen? And what if this doesn't happen? Uh, what are you going to, how are you going to respond? And are you going to be able to, um, are you going to be able to handle this in a healthy way? Are you going to be turning to your usual. I mean, we all have something. Um, with me, it's food. But we all have something that we turn to. And so really, it's kind of uh, coming up with a plan as to what you're going to do, what you would like to have happen, and how you will respond if it does happen or does not happen. So a bit of planning ahead. But of course, you know, I can't emphasize enough, ask God first, because he often gives me words that I can't come up with myself. For sure. Yes. The Holy Spirit's faithful like that. That's right. He says he's our counselor. Yes, there for sure. <laughs> awesome. So my next question for you is, so as Christians, we know that the Bible says that we're supposed to forgive 70 times seven. At what point do we take a stand against like abuse and manipulation because we know sometimes we find ourselves whether or not it may be in the body of Christ or just in you know personal relationships whether it may be with friends or families where they feel like they can constantly manipulate you or abuse you or expect you to um live in that toxic space that they have created for you so at what point in time do you say, no, I've had enough? And what does that even look like? I think it varies according to the individual. Um, when it's affecting you mentally, physically, and spiritually, I would say that's when it's enough. But everybody has a different threshold. Some people can tolerate more than other people can. So it may take them longer to decide that they've had enough. I know with me, I... I would go through situations and it took me a long time in some situations. I went through a lot of pain before I said, you know what, enough is enough. Like I'm not doing this anymore. So it really depends on the individual. And uh, I think if it involves abuse, it's important to have a safety plan. And it's important to be able to reach out for help to somebody because we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to tolerate abuse. And there was a time in my life when I did tolerate abuse from people and I made up excuses for their behavior. And I would think, well, you know, I'm a Christian. They're not a Christian. I need to tolerate their behavior or I need to be kind. I need to understand they had a bad childhood. That's what's affecting them. That's why they're acting that way. And these things are all true. But at the end of the day, we don't have to put up with abuse. Abuse is wrong, regardless of what the person's past is saying to them. And God doesn't want us to be abused either. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, so I know we kind of touched on this throughout the conversation. And I know you said that, you know, it's a process. So you've mentioned coming up with a plan of 
how you're going to respond if the person says the person becomes upset or angry, right? So I feel like what I'm trying to ask you is, what are the steps? Like, I know you said there's no, like, it's not like a five set process, but mm -hmm. for you, how did you begin to create these boundaries? It started with me uh, realizing that there was a serious issue. And it, with me, a lot of times I feel things in my, oh, that's my cat. He doesn't have healthy boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I really needed to identify how is this impacting me and what exactly is the person doing? Because I found that I had to be specific instead of people need to understand. If somebody's talking to me, I need to understand what it is that I'm doing that's upsetting them. If it's just a general thing like, well, you're upsetting me, then I can't change it because I don't know exactly. And, uh, I did a, I, a lot of my experience was trial and error. There were times I tried to set boundaries with family members. Um, there it goes again, many <laughs> years ago. And I just remember I would dissolve, it would turn into a shouting match and I would dissolve into tears and I wouldn't speak to them for a while. And it was, it was just not, um, it was not fun, but as time went on, I realized my need to set the boundary was greater than my need to appease this person, or it was greater than my need to have peace with this person. For me, it was usually peace at any price, but it, there came a time when I wasn't willing to pay the price anymore. So I had to value my peace and well-being more than I valued this person's opinion or valued this person's response. Uh, so... When I reached that point, then I was able to, I, throughout this whole process, I prayed a lot and I asked God for guidance. And then I would, sometimes I would sit down with the person or sometimes, sometimes it just happened. They would do that thing again. And then I would just, I would say, I remember this one particular time I said, um, I just said, please don't talk to me that way. I don't like when you talk to me that way. It makes me feel small and it makes me feel embarrassed. And once I said it, it was out. Like it was harder leading up to it than actually doing it. And I found as time went on, the more I did that with people, the easier it got. The first time I was shaking and sweating. It was so scary for me. And, and then at that time, I realized, too, this is something from my past that's overlaying the present. Like I, I have violence in my past. So I was very afraid of confronting people, but I had to remember like, this is now and this person isn't going to hit me. They're not going to run me down in the parking lot. This is this person that I'm talking to. So I had to also stay in the present and remind myself where I was and who I was speaking with. And then some people are just plain dangerous. You need to get away from them and forget the boundary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, boundaries don't always work with certain people. I'm actually glad that you said that boundaries don't always work with certain people because mm -hmm. that's important, right? Because if you're creating boundaries and they're not working or, for example, it's an abusive situation, then clearly I would say that these are situations that you need to get out of. Yeah, run. And 
Yeah. And it sounds to me like creating boundaries is like setting smart goals. And That's when I say smart goals, yeah. And I'm just going to like put that out there for people that may not know what smart goals are. So smart goals is a way of setting um, goals that are achievable. So your S is for being specific. Your M is for measurable. Your A is for achievable. Your R is for relevant. And your T is for time sensitive. So you're putting a timeline to it. So I feel like my takeaway from this is setting boundaries is setting smart goals. I love that. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great analogy. Yeah. Thanks. That's exactly yeah. What it is. Thank you for that. Amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> Amazing. So Teresa, thank you so much for taking the time out today and coming Thanks. on to just share your knowledge and your expertise with myself and the listeners. So can you please let us know for those of us that are interested in contacting you whether or not we need some coaching with life and wellness or just learning how to begin to create healthy boundaries and setting smart goals. Where can we reach you at? My website is eagleswingsvirtualsolutions.com. That's all one word, lowercase. And I also have a Facebook account uh, with the same name. So you can contact me either way if you like. I would be glad to hear from people. Even if somebody just has a question uh, or comment, I always welcome questions and comments. Amazing. Thank you so much, Teresa. You're a wonderful hostess. Oh, thank you. <laughs> to all the listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you were blessed. Until next time, be encouraged, be inspired, and be blessed.